Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I am your host, Dwayne Callender. Have a lot to talk about uh, with Week 13 looming uh, shortly with the NFL. Uh, quite a bit that happened with uh, uh, college football last night. So, uh, going to get into it right now because uh, we uh, we got we got to talk about uh, what happened. Uh, a lot of the championship games went the way I thought it was going to go. Uh, had one, I, I mean... They were favored, but I still consider it upset. Ohio State uh, did manage to stay out of their own way and defeat uh, uh, Wisconsin. So uh, Ohio State won the Big Ten championship. Realistically, uh, you know, this is one of those uh, scenarios where you now have uh, a battle for the last uh, college football playoff spot between uh, Ohio State and Alabama. So uh, Georgia beat uh, Auburn yesterday. Oklahoma handled uh, TCU. Clemson blew the doors off of Miami, which I uh, said was going to happen. Uh, so you basically have an outright fight between uh, <laughs> you have an outright fight between Alabama and Ohio State, which is comical because both uh, <laughs> both uh, Urban Meyer and uh, Nick Saban our masters are trying to manipulate the media. So they're both going to be talking out of both sides of their mouths because Ohio State last year vaulted over Penn State even though they won the conference title and they said it was justified based off of their strength of schedule. Uh, Alabama previously said that the conference champion shouldn't matter. Now they're not the conference champion, so they're saying, oh, well, we were so highly ranked and our quality wins in the best division in football. Even though uh, you know stats say that the SEC wasn't necessarily the best division of football, that the Big Ten might have been the best division, uh, you know, uh, best conference rather. It, you know, it's one of those situations where the committee's gonna piss off a ton of people, and I, for one, kind of like it because uh, this uh, this scenario where both of these programs have benefited from uh, uh, kind of gerrymandering the process and the kind of leveraging uh, voters to swing their way over the years. So now they get to they try to rip each other's throats out. So I, for one, kind of enjoy it. Uh, the biggest uh, thing that I see coming out of this, though, was Clemson looks to be in championship form. I mean, yes, uh, Miami isn't uh, on the same level as some of these other playoff teams, but Clemson, I think, would destroy Ohio State. I have no doubt about that. So if uh, Clemson gets the number one seed, which I think they should get, uh, this is uh, uh, is a scenario where uh, Ohio State would get destroyed. I I just don't see them not getting destroyed the same way they were last year. Now, on the flip side, you have Oklahoma and a potential matchup against Georgia, which I, for one, would be very much interested in because – 
I, I think Georgia's a better team than Oklahoma. But uh, the committee hasn't released their findings yet. If for some reason, I, I can't see Clemson not getting the number one spot. Uh, but outside of that, I think Oklahoma uh, would be the most tenuous team in there outside of Ohio State somehow getting in the mix. I think Alabama is more deserving of the spot. I think Alabama's a more well-balanced team than uh, Ohio State, even with the injuries Alabama has had on the defense. But, you know, in terms of overall team speed, I, I just think Ohio State's outclassed by most of these teams. And uh, in terms of a uh, passing attack, I think Oklahoma would edge out uh, Ohio State. I, I just think Ohio State wouldn't be a fit for this playoff if you're picking the four best teams. If that's the goal of this process, uh, Ohio State should not be in there. Now, it would be a slap in the face of the Big Ten that you took two SEC schools. But, you know, at the end of the day, if the process is you're taking the four best teams, then you follow through with that methodology. If the conference championships are what matter, then you have to kind of do a referendum on why the why on earth was Penn State left out of the process last year. Again, the committee doesn't have a set criteria. So this is just like this floating, vacuous uh, decision process, which is permeates why the college... Uh, College uh, athleticism is so corrupted because, you know, they're backroom deals every single year. It happens with football. It happens with basketball. It doesn't seem to matter. The NCAA is wholly uh, corrupt in terms of how uh, things get judged. And it's not just performance on the field. It's the activity of the schools themselves and how much clout they have within their uh, respective selection committees. So... Still waiting on the uh, college football results. Uh, we're going to get into the NFL right now uh, because we, we've got uh, uh, quite a bit of uh, intrigue in terms of uh, fantasy matchups uh, this week. So going to get right to it and talk about uh, some of the plays that I like uh, coming up uh, uh, this uh, week uh, just because uh, I, I kind of look at it and say, you know, these are the guys that I want to take a look at. I want to take a look at Mike Evans. Uh, reason being, uh, Jameis Winston uh, should be healthy today. You get the deep passing attack. The Packers' defense is a mess. Uh, there's no doubt about it. You can throw on these guys all day long. I like Mike Evans uh, here uh, in this spot. I, I think he's a go-to play for both uh, tournament and cash games uh, this week, both on uh, DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, DraftKings, uh, he's at 7,100. FanDuel, he's at 7,500. Uh, I just think with that kind of valuation, you got to roll with it. Uh, another uh, guy I'm looking at is Todd Gurley. Yeah, he's on the pricey side uh, on FanDuel. He's at 8,800. DraftKings, uh, you're a bit more moderately priced at 8,200. But uh, I'm looking at Gurley. He's been putting up numbers every Every time, and uh, the Cardinals, even though they've been okay against the run, they're twenty-first uh, ranked twenty-first against running backs. I just think that it's a decent play this week. Now, uh, on the quarterbacking side, I'm actually looking at someone that I I have said in the past to avoid a bit, uh, but the, the matchup this week actually uh, kind of works uh, uh, to his favor, and that's Drew Brees. So, Drew Brees this week, 
He is 8,100 on FanDuel, and on DraftKings, uh, he's coming in at 6,500. Here's the reason why I'm looking at Drew Brees today. Uh, the Carolina Panthers uh, blitz uh, an NFL high uh, 43% of the time on downs uh, uh, during the year. Drew Brees has 103 uh, pass rating against the blitz, which is uh, the NFL high, and has seven touchdowns against the blitz. I just like this matchup against the Panthers. I think it's going to be high scoring. I don't see a ton of ownership on Brees today uh, just because uh, the numbers haven't been there and because Alvin Kamara and uh, uh, Mark Ingram have been that good from a rushing attack standpoint that people have gravitated towards the Saints as a running attack. I firmly agree with that assessment, but I think with the amount of run blitzes you're likely to see from Carolina today, Drew Brees does make sense as a tournament play uh, this week. Uh, I normally wouldn't suggest it, but I, I like that I, uh, assessment for this week alone just because of the matchup. As, and sometimes uh, when you're talking about DFS lineups, uh, you're going uh, to take a look at uh, a couple of distinctions uh, uh, that you can uh, leverage on. So, uh, you know, I'm, look, I'm looking at... Uh, uh, potential of using him there. Uh, I'll go into the lineups uh, shortly. Uh, other defenses that I would take a look at uh, this week, I'm taking a look at Denver. I'm also going to take a look at the Oakland Raiders. And the reason being is the elephant in the room that is Geno Smith. Uh, you know, the stories are already circulating that uh, Ben McAdoo is likely to be fired after this game in Oakland today. You know, the fact that he's even coaching this game, there's just so much wrong with the Giants at this point. They've got injuries. Oakland's not a good defense, but Khalil Mack is a monster, an absolute monster. Eric Flowers cannot block Khalil Mack. We, we've got rookies in on this offensive line. They cannot block Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is going to obliterate someone. It's better that it's not Eli, actually, for this matchup, but Geno Smith has no pocket awareness. So, Gino may actually get taken out in this game, and Eli has to come in and fill for him, which would be the ultimate slap in the face. I, I look at this matchup, and I'm just saying to myself that the Giants could be in a world of hurt today with the Raiders, given how limited they seem to be in terms of their protection schemes on the offensive line. I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of uh, who's the best player on the field more often than not. And for the offense-defensive matchups, it's Khalil Mack. And because the Giants don't really have receivers that are going to uh, uh, stretch the field that much because Geno really can't get on the ball that quickly, I think that just feeds into the pass-rushing narrative. So I'm, lo- I'm, looking at, uh, I'm, look- I'm looking at Denver. I'm looking at the Chargers defense. I'm looking at the Jags defense. This is a weekend where you really have to kind of be balanced in terms of what your goal is. If your goal is to win a tournament, you're going to have to get creative uh, because there are so many options. But, you know, I, I think uh, those uh, those uh, four options, uh, at least they give uh, put you in the running of different things you can try. You can look at the Bears defense against the 49ers and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo making a start. But, again, who's going to score a defensive touchdown uh, this week? I actually like the Raiders as a, a dark horse here because the Giants are just such a mess right now. 
I think they can be had, and I think they can be had hard. I, I, I just think they can get pounded by the Raiders today. Even though the Raiders are not a very good football team, I just think that the Raiders have something to play for. They still have a chance of winning their division. I, I think they're going to come out and put it on the Giants early, and I think uh, Gino's going to shrivel up into a ball. So I, I think you can get a very good day out of the Raiders' defense today. And the percentage zone is not going to be that high. That's why I look at the Raiders as uh, a pick that uh, you should be taking a hard look at uh, in terms of your daily fantasy lineups. So with that being said, I'm going to start getting into the lineups themselves and uh, see if we can do a quick uh, uh, interlude with uh, another compatriot uh, on the fantasy landscape. All right, so just uh, had a couple phone calls from people with questions. Uh, did not want to be on the air, but uh, one came up was, uh, who would I prefer uh, between Larry Fitzgerald or Ted Ginn? I had the more surprising answer than uh, most, but I would actually take Ted Ginn this week over Larry Fitz. Uh, reason being is that I Ginn has a, a much easier time getting open today against uh, Carolina than Larry does against the Rams defense. Rams' uh, pass rush is going to be on top of Blaine Gabbert. I, I'm not a fan of Blaine Gabbert today. Uh, you already have uh, Peterson uh, still going to be uh, a non-factor. In terms of uh, just production-wise... Yeah, you could argue the potential revenge game with Ted Ginn. I, I try not to get into that narrative too much. I just think it's a much better matchup for Ginn this week uh, than you do with uh, Larry. Larry, if you got full point PPR, uh, is salvageable. But I, you know, I, I'm just not a fan of playing Larry this week. I, I you know, I, I had issues with playing Larry last week, uh, which came to fruition, and you know, I, I just think that. Uh, uh, the biggest thing is is the fact that uh, Ginn has a better matchup. He's been on a nice little streak with uh, uh, with Breeze. And uh, to my earlier point, Breeze is deadly against the Blitz. I think uh, Carolina's going to be bringing the Blitz. And Ted Ginn's going to be one of those hot rates. He's going to be down the field. He's going to stretch it. Uh, I, I look at Ted Ginn as a potential big play opportunity here. He's going to be in my lineups uh, today that I'm going to get into. Uh, the other matchup was the uh, that I was asked about was Devontae Adams versus uh, Devin Funches. You know this is a really tight one. Uh, in terms of the volume, I think Devontae Adams has the potential. It's just that given the fact that I I view the Carolina New Orleans game as a shootout, I just think that uh, it's gonna uh, roll in the direction of. Funches from a touchdown perspective. And, you know, at the end of the day, the touchdowns uh, are the saving grace for uh, daily fantasy uh, leagues and fantasy in general. So I think uh, Funches has the uh, higher potential to get into the end zone over Adams. I think Adams is more of a stretch play. And then I think uh, you can look at uh, Jamal Williams or uh, just uh, a couple of the other options because I don't think Hundley's quite there yet in terms of fitting passes into a tight window for throwing for a touchdown. I think they can run it in, but I, I think he needs a big pass play to get in uh, to the end zone uh, uh, for score. So 
that's the other reason why I'm not looking at uh, Brett Hundley as a legitimate uh, play today in terms of uh, passing. So, uh, with that being said, we're going to get into the fantasy lineups. Uh, we actually have a couple of uh, active inactives that just came in the pike. Uh, you have uh, you, you have Alex Collins is active today for Baltimore. That's going to possibly cause me to uh, reevaluate one of my lineups because uh, I, I was thinking about doing Woodhead without Collins in the lineup, so I may have to reconsider that. Aaron Jones is active for the Packers today. I still like Jamal Williams just because he's he's been in the game flow and he's been uh, consistent. I, I think Jones is basically going to be a change of pace, spell of relief uh, uh, type of uh, back today, not a, a full full on uh, carries. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see where that goes. Amir Abdullah is inactive today. Uh, it's just that the Lions are so inept at running the football that doesn't really matter. <laughs> I don't think it really matters. So, uh, Amir Abdul is out. Uh, I mean, if you're desperate, you can look at Theo Riddick in a PPR league. But, again, if you're even contemplating making the playoffs, you shouldn't even be looking at any Lions running backs. Uh, Matt Forte is active, so uh, go ahead with that. Uh, Richard Matthews is inactive. So, again, look at Corey Davis as a wide receiver option today. So, uh, those are your actives, inactives, and uh, we'll uh, get right down to it with the actual lineups uh, today for FanDuel and DraftKings. So on the FanDuel side, uh, we're going to go with uh, three lineups. Uh, one lineup being Mr. Terrific, uh, Tom Brady. So Tom Terrific's in, uh, in there as the QB. We've got Jordan Howard in uh uh, Jamal Williams uh, as the running back one, running back two. Uh, Keenan Allen is our top wide receiver along with Mike Evans. I really like Evans here. I also like Keenan Allen's potential against the Browns. Uh, so, you know, you're going to go with there. Uh, I'm also going to look at Devontae Adams. Uh, but, again, I look at this as a Devontae Adams slash Devin Funches type of mix. I, I think they're neck and neck. I would give the edge to Funches, but, you know, for uh, DFS purposes, uh, depending on how your cash is lining up, uh, uh, Devontae Adams uh, works out a little bit better on FanDuel than Funches does. Uh, Jared Cook uh, is a tight end. Obvious reasons being that the Giants can't cover tight ends, so you go with that lineup. Uh, Matt Bryant for the Falcons uh, should be a high-scoring affair. So uh, they're going to be looking to get some field goals in. And the Rams defense is a clear-cut play for me today on FanDuel in terms of uh, cash value. I, I like uh, their matchup today, so I'm going with it. Uh, other lineup uh, today, uh, we got Drew Brees as the QB, Todd Gurley, running back one, Jordan Howard, running back two. Uh, Ted Ginn, we already talked about his potential today. Keenan Allen, and again, Devontae Adams, uh, just from a cash uh, uh, cash perspective, uh, worked out budget better budget-wise than the Funches. Uh, Jared Cook is the tight end, Justin Tucker, and Rams defense across the board. Uh, the cash game lineup is going to feature Russell Wilson. It's going to feature Melvin Gordon and Carlos Hyde. Uh, we're going to get a little bit of exposure to Josh Gordon here, along with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Evans to cover up if Gordon disappoints or just uh, 
uh, does not see as much game time as people are expecting. Josh Gordon is anticipated to have anywhere from uh, six to eight targets today, which, again, is number one right wide receiver type of numbers. That's why I'm laying off of Corey Coleman today, even though he's cheap. Uh, I don't want that exposure with the Gordon exposure because they need to get enough reps in for him just to kind of showcase him off for potential trade value next year. Uh, then you got Hunter Henry as the differentiator from Jared Cook, uh, just going up against the Browns, uh, Gaskowski as kicker, and, uh, of course, Rams defense. So that's the DraftKings lineups, and we'll get into uh, – I mean, that's the FanDuel lineups. We'll get into uh, DraftKings uh, right now. So on the DraftKings side of the board, uh, we've actually got the following uh, lineups. In the cash game, we've got Russell Wilson. Uh, we're going to alternate between Danny Woodhead and Alex Collins. I still think they're uh, they're both decent enough plays uh, as the cheap running back uh, in the flex. Uh, we'll also have two running backs, namely being Todd Gurley and Carlos Hyde. So they're in the mix. Uh, wide receiver, Mike Evans. We're going to keep May Sanders in against the Dolphins. We're using Cordero Patterson against the Giants. Jared Cook of the Raiders also, again, uh, matching up against the Giants today. And uh, we're going to use Rams defense as well with this arrangement. Uh, and in some of the tournament plays, we're going to use Drew Brees. Uh, Todd Gurley's running back, Carl Hyde. Uh, we're going to keep Jamal Williams in the flex. Deshaun Jackson is a wide receiver. Ted Ginn is a wide receiver. Devontae Adams in the mix as well. Uh, Jared Cook is a tight end. Again, I'm picking on the Giants because the Giants don't guard tight ends very well. And today could be a just an absolute embarrassment for the Giants, given everything that's happened this week. Uh, then we're going to use Denver defense against uh, Miami because it's Jay Cutler, so why not? Uh, and then uh, finally, the differentiator tournament play involves... Derek Carr of the Raiders, again, going up against the Giants. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley as the running backs. Uh, Danny Woodhead in the flex, or it could be Alex Collins, depending on how the cash lines up. Along with Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Evans, and Cordero Patterson. Uh, Jared Kick is the tight end, and Denver defense. Again, might as well take advantage of Jay Cutler being uh, a quarterback in the National Football League at this point still. So, that's what I've got in uh, store for the lineups today. So uh, that pretty much does it for me today. Uh, I'm going to, uh, once the news comes in on the college football playoff, I'm going to get things started on my college uh, college uh, bowl preview eventually and also uh, uh, take uh, some tidbits away from the day in uh, fantasy of uh, week 13 because we've got a number of uh, – playoff spots on the line in most leagues uh, that have uh, bye weeks. So it should be an interesting day to say the least. And uh, hopefully everyone has a good time watching the games and uh, best of luck to your fantasy team. So uh, that's all for now. Take care.
is the most talked about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field, Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach, Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll I'll take Giselle, okay? (laughs) Is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.